up, East High? Hello, podcast listeners. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 3, senior year, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler. And I'm Gio. Oh, wow. We did it. Gio's still here, returning champion. Of Tyler's friends. And the listeners. (laughs) And tired 20-somethings. Hey, be proud. So today we're talking about Minute 40 of High School Musical 3 Senior Year. Minute 40 starts out with Chad answering Taylor by saying, for prom, and ends with Chad walking through the cafeteria. Well, the podcast hit 40. Time to start considering a colonoscopy. (laughs) It's It's never never too too early. early. (laughs) (laughs) I love that we said that at the same time, Tyler. (laughs) Well, I guess there is too early. That's why there's a date where they tell you to start considering it. But it's actually just been moved up. It's 35 now. Oh. I've been considering a colonoscopy for years. <laughs> <laughs> it's never too early to start considering a colonoscopy. I thought they moved it up to 40. I don't know. I'm not right. that age yet, so I don't know. We're not know. there quite yet. I've had an upper endoscopy, mm. not a colonoscopy. Well... Let's just skip this part. So what do we think of Chad's promposal? <laughs> I love that Taylor calls it out. I think you've like, you got to know your audience, you know? And uh, like I, uh, the, uh, when I went to high school prom with, when I asked someone to high school prom, we were dating and I was like, hey, we're going to prom together, right? And she was like, yeah, of course. And that was how we did it. And that was the vibe, right? Like, but if I knew that the person who I wanted to take to prom was the kind of person who wanted a big thing, I would want to do a big thing for them. Uh, and so I feel like sort of like we were implying, well, not implying, we said a little bit last minute. It, it's more demonstration that Chad and Taylor just don't makes sense (laughs) i think to go off of your point too like taylor has openly expressed like the desire to be asked where like troy and gabriella like chad repeating what troy did basically with gabriella does not mean to work well i want to make that comparison in a second when did gabriella sorry when did taylor say the thing like because earlier she was walking around miss darbus's room saying like make sure you buy your ticket to prom yeah. Um, what what exactly did she say there? She said, "Don't forget," and she smacked Taylor uh, Chad's desk. But that was just about buying a ticket, not about asking but, and promposing. But I think Taylor's I mean, yeah. showiness that she repeatedly demonstrates through, like being the center of attention, like class president yearbook. Like Taylor wants attention in ways that. Chad has not been good about picking up ever. I mean, Taylor also notably and probably with good reason hates men. <laughs> so um, yes. <laughs> it was established in High School Musical 2 that... Um, Her sister's rules. Yeah. Chad should know those rules by now. <laughs> Eight simple rules for dating my teenage Taylor. <laughs> Who's that a reference for? Certainly nobody our age. I know. <laughs> I'm like trying to remember what that show is, and I'm like, I didn't watch. I know that, that it is the name of a show. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen an episode or could tell you who's in it. I got nothing. Geo laughed though, so maybe. I 
did laugh, and it was just because you said it with the intonation of a joke. <laughs> I had no idea what you were referencing. But I was like, Tyler's making a joke, so I'm going to laugh. Hey, you know what? You know what? That's just what good, good podcasting. What a good mm-hmm. friend. I didn't laugh because I was like, oh, Tyler's on his crap again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so clearly geo is a better friend i think that troy's proposal right he maybe flubbed the words of like saying will you go to prom with me right which he didn't quite do but he called gabriella on the phone as a surprise and they have a relationship with the phone call thing from the first movie maybe they talk to each other on the phone every night but still like calling someone on the phone is like a, a bit of a romantic surprise. And he appears on the roof, forces her to run up to the roof, and it's a location that has meaning in their relationship. It's it's Troy's peaceful space that he would only ever share with Gabriella. And then he does the bit with the tuxedo jackets, the blazers, which is like, okay, he did a little bit of preparation. Like this was a designed moment. Again, he didn't, pop some confetti and go, will you go to prom with me? But like there was a moment, there was a scene established for this. Whereas Chad's is definitely weaker. But, he brought brownies again, though. Yeah. He brought the, he brought the brownies. Like he, like he tried to do a setup. I, Just I personally, poorly. I personally am always going to defend someone who's already in a relationship. Who's like not trying to put together a whole promposal because I'm just philosophically like, yeah, promposals are weird and kind of a way of manipulating people. So, yeah, I um, I'm of the opinion, I guess, that a big promposal is similar to like asking your potential female spouse's dad if it's okay to marry them. It's like I don't think it's, I think it's weird, and I don't like the tradition. But I also think, like, if you are trying to, if you care about someone who does care about the tradition, and if you are trying to, like, ask them to do something important with you and show you care, then you should follow the things that they care about, even if you think it's I think that's sucks. a great way to think about it in the terms of if the person likes the tradition, which Taylor has clearly stated she likes the, the nonsense of prom. Yeah. Geo, also the only one in this group who's marriage proposed to someone. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. We're like the many stages. Zero proposals, a promposal for Tyler, and then Gio's got a prom and a marriage proposal. Yeah, I worked harder on the marriage. I will tell I you that. <laughs> um, but I don't know if Taylor and chat or ever going to get to that stage i think maybe an indicative thing would be like if you have completely different opinions about whether promposals are necessary that's a sign of whether the relationship's going to last yeah i don't think chad and taylor have ever demonstrated any affection towards each other outside of like kenny choreography <laughs> Yeah. Like, maybe they did at some point in the no, first movie. No, because they movie, didn't get together till the very end like, of the first movie. Yeah, but I feel like it was just like, we're all in this together. Oh, they're dancing together. They must be together. And then they had the, like, like a date. 
kind of statement yeah. that um, Taylor has that's yeah. awful. Um, so stupid. While you were mentioning the uh, asking a, a, a father pr- permission, I was thinking promposals akin to gender reveal parties. <laughs> so needlessly wasteful and often disastrous yes <laughs> and most of the time without the subject's permission exactly <laughs> all right speaking of um broad stereotypes uh taylor says oh honey oof yeah yeah she does <laughs> yeah which maybe is something that Modi Coleman would say, but we don't know. <laughs> but we, but we don't know. She says, "Oh, honey, if you think that counts as a proposal, then surely you're mistaken." And then she elbows the ball out of the basketball out of Chad's hands, which was pretty funny. Yeah, that was funny. Honestly, as as much as like it kind of sucked, I did think that this rejection was pretty funny. Oh yeah, like. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Chad, what are you doing? If you're going to low-key ask, at least ask. <laughs> I think it's also possible that he's, like, teasing her and being like, oh, you think that, like, you think, sometimes you want to, like, neg someone into thinking it's going to be bad before <laughs> mm. you do something really cool. <laughs> but we know Chad's not going to do something really cool. <laughs> no. I've, I've got right now the lyrics to You're the One That I Want. You are the one I want. Yeah, and you better shape up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, Because I need a man. (laughs) And then I'm like, yeah, Taylor would sing that part of the song very loudly and, like, fervently if she was into Mm. Greece. Tie back to Greece. Corbin Blue, of all people, could pull off the dancing that John Travolta does in that scene. That's true. They are missing an opportunity because I do think if anyone could, and maybe maybe it'll come later, right? But like, if anyone could do a could pull off a crazy like staged promposal, Corbin Blue definitely could. Oh yeah, he's got the moves for it. But does Chad's character? I think Chad's character doesn't. Yeah, no. Chad's the kind of guy who would like buy Taylor a basketball that he really likes that was like signed by LeBron James or something. But it's pink or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. like Wait, That means girls like it. Honestly, it's... if it was a pink basketball, but it was signed by Oprah or, or Michelle Obama, like Taylor yeah. would be all in for that. Yeah. She'd be like, I don't care that it's a basketball. Yeah. But we do get into this cafeteria scene, which does seem like it's building up to a proposal. And mm-hmm. I guess we can take my predictions for what we think might happen. You guys have seen the movie and probably know. But before we before we cut away, we get a little bit of Your- like, oh, sorry, no, I had one thing. Taylor elbows the basketball out of Chad's hand. And instead of like awkwardly pausing while the ball goes, don't. Like Mm -hmm. someone just picks it up. Like that's your moment for physical comedy is have the basketball slowly and loudly roll away. But no, they just have to move on with the scene for time's sake. Speaking of which, we get a little bit of the classic high school musical, like doop, doop, doop music as we start transitioning. We get Yort in the weirdest, the weirdest little cutaway shot of Yort. 
All right. Is this, Gio, is this why you picked this minute? Is it the phrase, yo, 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 it's lunchtime? Um, so I picked this minute in large part because I thought it was funny. Like, I I was like watching High School Musical 3 and I was like, like I was, I was like skimming through it, but I was like, okay, what are the scenes that I think of where I'm like, this is a funny scene. And I just kind of kept going. And then I hit like this uh, little sequence about Chad uh, promposing. And I was like, this is great because it's one of like the five scenes in the movie with Monique Coleman in it. And <laughs> Chad is being a fool. And I just love watching uh, dumb, strong guys look silly, <laughs> you know? Um, and then when I watched it just now, I was like, wow, Yort with drumsticks really is a highlight. <laughs> <laughs> and we get a little Donnie, too. Mm-hmm. So. It, um, Geo is onto something with the the slight himbification of Chad. It's not enough of it, in my opinion. Mm. If we're gonna go there, let's go. So we cut to the lunchroom, and eagle-eyed viewers will notice that it is in fact Yort and Donnie screaming, "Yo, yo, yo! It's lunchtime!" And come on, people, as if you <laughs> need to encourage teenagers to hurry to lunch. It is right at noon as well. Like, it flashes the clock right at noon. Yeah. Just to make sure we know it's going to be lunchtime. And then they also have to establish with York and um, Donnie that it is lunchtime. Which also implies that everyone in the school has lunch at the exact same time. Which is crazy. Yeah. Well, it might be the start of the first lunch period. But at but noon? But York and Donnie are freshmen. And we see so many seniors as well. Like, yeah, our high school had mixed lunch times, though. They did, but there were three of them. Yeah, I, I see no reason why, like, like it could there could have even been a previous lunchtime because there are already people down in the cafeteria area. It could be 1130 to 12, 12 to 1230 and 1230 to one. Like this might be your and Donnie's lunchtime. So when they get to lunchtime, they go, yo, 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 it's lunchtime because <laughs> that is true for their lived experience. Were there any shots of anybody else during Ryan and Sharpay's lunch earlier when they sang? It's I a completely all? different day, but well, yeah, but like, I guess you would assume no. that the people people have lunch at the same time every day, right? Like, yeah, maybe not. Well, in the first movie, they all did because the they had the status to. quo. Yeah, yeah, to sing the song. But during no, you make a good point that. Only in the fantasy sequences do we see anyone other than Sharpay and Ryan. I I truly don't care about this. <laughs> Fair enough. Tyler's like, we got to move on. We got more stuff to talk about. Excited that we got a little bit of yort. Mm-hmm. In a very ridiculous outfit, too. Like, Oh, my God. Yeah. Just, just to be clear, when we get this wide shot of the cafeteria, we see the balcony that in three seconds Chad will be standing at, but he's not currently there. Whoa. So later on when Troy asks, how long have you been standing there? Not that long because... I mean, we don't know how... We don't know how like, we don't know. That could... Uh, from, by your logic, that could be a week later. 
<laughs> it, well, there's like a continuity error involved. Like, yes. Either there's another time jump. We're meant to assume that Troy walks over to the other side of the balcony and it's a second after Yort yelled, yo, 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 it's lunchtime. But it could have been 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. All we know is that Chad wasn't standing there then, so it is a couple seconds later. But the it's, question of how long have you been standing there probably wasn't long in the first place. I mean, it's definitely more than like 10, 15 minutes after because they're like Donnie and Yort are like the first ones into the cafeteria. And by the time we see like the end of the minute, there's people at most tables eating food. So like, I think there were people eating food when Donnie and Yort said, yo, 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 it's lunchtime. I didn't pay attention, but there's no way that's true. (laughs) That can't be true. I'm going to scrub. You guys start talking. I, this interaction with Chad and Troy is so we, we like we so rarely get emotional Chad in this. <laughs> emotional Chad, that's a good title. Title. I, I wrote nervous. I wrote nervous Chad. I yeah. also have nervous Chad, but he just any sign of emotion that's not I'm great and basketball is the best. Mm-hmm. And why are you being silly, Troy? Like. We don't we we don't know anyone beyond that Chad. So for Chad to even look anxious is weird. When Yort yeah. and Donnie say yo 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 it's lunchtime, there are already people downstairs, but it doesn't necessarily look like they have started eating. It looks like they're more like just chilling. It truly doesn't matter. I don't care. That's insane. Cause like it looks like the start, like, it looks like the gates just came open at a Target on Black Friday. And, like, York and Donnie are the first ones in. Like, so, no, I think but, they're just, ex- I, they're just living their own best lives. <laughs> and the world is just happening around them. I think, though, I mean, we could probably assume that, that there's probably a little bit of time passage because Gabriella, like... We don't see Taylor or Gabriella appear in this minute. Yeah. We don't see them appear. And also, if they are, like, there's some time passing between the last scene with the failed promposal and this scene, but... But it's not a new day because Chad's in the same shirt. Yeah, Taylor's not going to rush to lunch. She's not the type to rush to lunch. She's not yours. She just ate an entire plate of brownies. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but the idea here is that Chad gets shamed for his promposal, and then later that same day, which means that Zeke's baking these brownies at like 10 in the morning. That means that Chad brought Taylor a full pan of brownies at like 10 in the morning. I love that But the same day... Chad seems to have come up with an idea for promposing, unless he's nervous about something else. No, he's definitely nervous about Taylor. Like, so is he gonna do like a flash mob or like sing a little song? Like, what? He didn't have time to prepare that. No, I know. So what could this possibly be? The Garden Club is rooting for him, Tyler. Like, I love this. I love this so much. This is the best Troy moment I think we've ever had. Troy's like, how do I support my friend in his time of need? I take away his emotional support basketball and instead give him these flowers. 
<laughs> yeah, taking away the basketball is really That's funny. So good. He's like, come on, man. It's so good. Um, I like that he Chad also or Troy also says it's now or never. <laughs> nice yeah. little throwback there. That's a callback. Insert drop, which I can do because this is my episode. Bolton Montez, you have a callback. Also, I feel like it bears mentioning that, um, and we've said this before, Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide did do the basketball better with Seth Powers, the character who always has a basketball spinning spinning on his fingers. (laughs) Absolutely. Which is funnier than just Chad holding a basketball for emotional support. Chad was the pioneer, though, of an emotional support object. (laughs) <laughs> Other than Linus, maybe. I think Linus and Chad yeah. I mean, are two mm. emotional support icons. But I think I think Linus's blanket is um infantilizing to the yes. character. No one necessarily agrees that there's no there there isn't universal agreement that that's a good coping mechanism. Yes. And I don't think people would say that Chad's basketball is a good coping <laughs> mechanism either. I think it's a sign of immaturity. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's like one of those like I don't know if it's something that happens in western media but i know in like sports anime a lot of times they'll be like in the training arc they'll be like you must always be touching the ball and (laughs) the ball must become a part of you so maybe like uh coach bolton oh yeah uh maybe coach bolton was like chad (laughs) (laughs) if you really want to play basketball you must become the basketball when like Troy and Chad were playing and they were like seven or something. Does he sleep with the ball? Yes. Of course. Maybe he's got a little ball in his bedroom. That's like a little pillow. <laughs> like, yeah. Those, I, I think I had one of those when I was like a mm-hmm. young teen. It was like one of those beanbag kind of ones. I do like the implication that somewhere out there, there is a, there is a what if anime of Chad <laughs> basketball boy. If Chad that. was the star of the team, if Chad's dad was coach instead of Troy's. But but this anime does know how to properly stylize its black characters. Wow. Um, Can't wait to see one of those a, anime. That, yeah, I'm like, that's a big ass for anime. It's it's an original. It's it's a first, yeah. We do get actually another hair mention in this, though. In Chad's yes. nervousness, Troy goes to, like, fluff it. I, I'm not quite sure what Chad, Troy is doing that Chad's like, don't touch my hair. I don't know, but this one, I I don't think is okay. Yes. La- like, this one, I'm like, Troy, don't, like, this is this is a bad look, my guy. I didn't see him touch the hair. He touches and like frazzles the hair or what? As they're like walking down the stairs, Troy's like, you know how like it like that stereotype of like brush the shoulders and like Yeah. Make them look presentable. But yeah, he like reaches for his hair. Yeah. He's like, Your hair looks great, dude. Like he's trying to give Chad a compliment and like reassure him. Like I think based on the last minute, it's like, oh, you have this physical feature that you really like about yourself. I'm going to remind you of it to make you appreciate it. But then he also reaches out to touch it. And like, I mean, you know, maybe it's not, maybe it's not so well known a thing to Disney in 2006, but like you can't do that. Yeah. Well, the other option is that Troy is purposely trying to sabotage Chad's hair 
as like the other version of like broy. Because mm, he knows Chad and Taylor just shouldn't be happening. Like I'm going to intentionally mess with your hair at the last minute so that you're nervous about something completely wrong. Mm, yeah, which is not the right psychological game to play, but. No. And the minute ends with them just walking through the cafeteria. With, we've like got sort of a bustling, a dynamic it's... camera movement following mm-hmm. them through. So, Gio, did you say everything you wanted to say about this hilarious um... gut busting minute of <laughs> High School Musical three? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think it's a pretty good minute. I think the last minute was pretty good too. I'm happy with how it went. Good. <laughs> So you're Thank about you. to be disappointed by this Disney movie of the week segment. I love that. All right. We got the decom segment ready to roll. Cue the music. Gio, you know what the music sounds I like. I do know what the music sounds like. I almost like hummed it a little bit, but then Condra would know what the music sounds like. And I that have can't no happen. idea. But Gio, you can confirm that there is music. There is music. I can confirm. I still don't believe you. I think this is a long, it's a long con. Uh, Tyler texted so we're gonna, me before we're, this. We're, yeah. Sorry, so we're gonna Tyler. Do a, we're going to do a Disney property crossover th- from three directions. So um, we'll have to find a way to mix and match three different Disney things into a movie or TV special event. Condra, do you want to go first? Sure. So I thought about some decoms that we haven't talked about here on the pod. And so I picked 2000 decom. Mom's got a date with a vampire. Oh boy. Gio, what's yours? Um I I went with the um I was specifically thinking about the 2009 movie Race to Witch Mountain with uh, The <gasps> <Yo>! Rock. <laughs> okay, so uh, but I was the, thinking the, like the Witch, the Mountain, Witch Mountain franchise. franchise. Yes, yeah, franchise. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. In the 80s or 70s, there was Escape to Witch Mountain and Return to Witch Mountain. Yes, mm-hmm. Escape and being they, the best they, of the three. Back back in the day when they were like really in the early phases of soft rebooting things, mm. and there was the there was the classic quote-unquote classic Dwayne Johnson Saturday Night Live bit where he was franchise Viagra. Oh, my and he God. he could, you know, go into any oh. franchise and lift it up, rebuild it from scratch, which he had done with the Fast and Furious and Witch Mountain and maybe one or two others at the time. Mm-hmm. At this point, he's kind of the opposite. When you bring the rock into something, it's kind of like, oh, there's the rock in this? Okay. Cough, cough, Black Adam, cough, cough. Yeah. But um, Witch Mountain, definitely a doable Yeah, um, I love thing. this. Thank you. This is a gift. We loved Great. we loved Escape from Witch Mountain as a kid. Like, we watched yeah. that movie a lot. At least twice. Netflix and Blockbuster, like, multiple requests. Yeah, we did rent it from the local video store back when there were video wow. stores. Tyler saying at least and not following it with seven, seven? is something I'm not sure I've ever heard before. <laughs> I know. I went with something factually true over a joke. That is a rare occurrence. Um, my choice is the Honey, I Shrunk franchise. Yo! So we went for a loosely got, spooky theme. So we've got... Vampires? Um, vampires. Magic. Government... 
uh, government area 51 magical children. <laughs> are they aliens? Literally? I think they're aliens. Yeah, they are aliens. Which mountain is like a, on another planet? No, which mountain no. is the place on earth where they are able to like touch down their mm. UFO with. Okay, I thought it fit they, the theme because it had the word witch in the title. Yes. No, it's great. <laughs> yeah, if we had chosen Twitches and Witch Mountain, this would be great. I almost picked Twitches. All right, mm. All right so it seems like the, the broadest one that you have to go with has to be Witch Mountain because that's the that's this, the, the biggest the place. one. Yeah. Um and then right. the vampire well, we, like we have Well, we could do aliens and vampires. Aliens and vampires and shrinking. We for Honey I Shrunk, we only have to have Rick Moranis and the shrinking machine. There's no other characters that we're beholden to. There. What's his name? I should Tr- know this. His name he- is Rick Moranis. No one cares. No, no, he's in the figment ride. I should know this. I have multiple figments on my desk. I should know his name. It's Mom's fine. got a day with a vampire starring Caroline, Caroline Ray from Re- Yeah. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, one of the Ooh. aunts. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's basically like two little boys are concerned or two kids are concerned that their mom's going out with a vampire. So it's like um, a Bailey school kids. The Hanson kids have major social engagement planned, but they have all been grounded. So they're delighted when their mom gets a date. It literally says mum, <laughs> enabling them to sneak out unnoticed. However, they're delighted short lived when brother Taylor suspects her new boyfriend is a blood sucker. Yeah, it- it's a Bailey school kid. Um. So what but like what characters are we are we? Are we are we keeping mom and vampire boyfriend from that? I think either that or we could take the two kids who are suspicious, like they hear about Witch Mountain. Uh, I mean, we could hypothetically like mom dating a Witch Mountain alien, or is mm. mom dating Rick Moranis? Oh. Mom, mom turns to Rick Moranis, and then they hear about this mysterious, like Rick Moranis's new project is something with Witch Mountain. So after after the scientist Rick Moranis shrinks his kids and blows up his kid and shrinks himself with his his, his adult and, friends and wife, yeah. he gets divorced. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and and so so he's got to so get back out there. Caroline Ray is dating Rick Moranis, but he's secretive about. His science stuff. His science and his work. So, at the end of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, does Rick Moranis still have a relationship with his children? Yes. Technically, yes. Okay. Because then he goes to shrink his self, and the kids have to help rescue them. And then he also blows up his kids. So once they're blown up, they're dead? No, no, they, no, they get big. <laughs> this oh. is a this is a title confusion. There's a movie called Honey I Blew Up the Kid. Okay. Which means that the, the baby got really big, but it yeah, didn't it's like explode. a big jack jack. So I think we can all agree that uh he would not be getting custody in the divorce. No. So, absolutely not. So the this was a long walk to me saying Rick Moranis adopted the Witch Mountain kids. And is bringing them in as like half siblings. Okay, so oh. maybe the maybe the Witch Mountain kids are like um, being held in the Witch Mountain like laboratory um, military base, 
and he's like the kindly scientist who has let who like treats them nicely and tries to break them out and then blends the fam like then i'm having then, a hard time seeing how then and then and then Caroline Ray and her kids are there, and the kids are like, these other kids are weird, but they all have to pretend that they're normal. So it's kind of like we're the Millers, but. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay, I'm thinking we have this situation where Rick Moranis and the the escapee child, witch children are p- pretending they're a divorced family, like, kind of thing, and starting to befriend and woo caroline ray woo and the kids are sus of both rick moranis and the kids and like i think instead of like uh like they're more resistant to share their mom again with Mm. people that are seemingly concerning to them and it's not so much they all are in on the secret it's the two kids trying to uncover the chaos. So this is oh. after the events of both the but Honey I Shrunk the Kids the and Well, is it after the events of Race to Witch Mountain? I think it's after the events of Return from Witch Mountain. Mm, okay. I think all the witch I think I think we're like there's no Witch Mountain canon that we're beholden yeah. to. It's no. just the the the, con- the conceit a of a witch of mountain movie in which case there are kids who need to be rescued by an adult Who's in over his head? Mm-hmm. Which is Rick Moranis to a T. It's true. Yeah. So I think I think it's perfect because it's it it's the essential drama of like kids getting new step siblings. Like no, but they're weird, and the moms be like, they're not that weird. You just have to open your heart to them, and be like, no, but they're literally <laughs> weird. Yeah, Connor, you <laughs> yeah. had it exactly right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but who gets shrunken? Ooh, the mom. Because that would open it because she never believed that he was a vampire. And so I think that would be like a nice comeuppance for her as like she actually has some stakes in all of this mayhem is I guess the question is, is someone shrunken for like a majority of the runtime or do they like save the shrinking as like a third act? Like, yes. So I think so. Then maybe they all get shrunken at the end as as part of the escape escape plan. plan. Yeah. They get recaptured as a big family, and then they get shrunk to get out. And that's like the that's like the trick they have up their sleeve. It's sort of like a Rick doesn't Chekhov's announce it gun. until right at the end. Yeah, <laughs> Chekhov's shrinking gun. A- so like Act One, the families come together, and it's a bit of a like just sort of family comedy, like these odd people, and then they become more of a family act two they get captured act three it's a road trip movie oh it's almost like it's almost like mitchell's versus the machines Ooh, yeah um but more of like the 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 step family comedy becomes a road trip becomes an escape yeah like the the middle the second act is them like on a chase sequence like a prolonged chase sequence and ends with them getting captured so the Mm -hmm. third act is them breaking out yeah there's there's a there's a candace-esque like the the two main kids are trying to prove that the 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 alien kids are aliens in their in their attempt to prove that the um the kids are aliens and weird and don't belong they actually lead to them getting captured i like that so it is like it is like a character like regret and guilt thing 
And then the mom has to have a sit down with them while they're in jail. Yeah. I I think we actually I, I think like this is it. actually really good. This is this is a great movie idea. One of you should write this and send it to Holly. Hey Disney, I know you listen to anything and you're tagged in ever. So All right, now what's the title? Mom's got a date with the shrunken witch mountain. <laughs> And that's the the joke at the end that he's like, oh, that won't be a problem anymore. And he's got the little witch mountain in like a jar. (laughs) And then they just like go to Disney World and put it in a snow globe. (laughs) And that's what the Disney logo is. Yeah. (laughs) That would be good lore. The Disney logo that you see at the beginning of the movie is just a snow globe that was shrunken of the real Disney. I guess they do that in the Santa Claus movies a little bit. Yeah, mm. but I, I, I like think this. yeah, I think starting with Rick Moranis like having just escaped with the yeah. kids and they're like they're kind of on the run, <laughs> and then yeah. he's meeting up with his and he just like, like he's like this is where I can lay low. He's like only met this woman on the internet. Like they're like uh, dating site adults. They're and he's like told them he, that he's had these kids. So at first, like he has to pretend that the kids are his kids. Yeah. And then, you know, they pull that off. All right. Great. I think it's pretty cool. I think, yeah. it's, kind of, I think I actually, yeah. it's pretty funny. This is one of our better crossovers. Have they done a, is there a decom that's about like step-sibling growing pains? Probably. Surely somewhere. Or There's got to be something even. on Disney Plus that's about step-sibling growing pains, right? Oh, I'm sure. Hold on. It's not the parent trap. That's that's the opposite effect. Yes, No. <laughs> Well, I mean, oh, well, yeah, no, not quite that. I was like, oh, well, sister, sisters. Yeah, like got mixed that. family. That's a blended family, yeah. All right. We, we, uh, surely there's Step-sis- something out there. Stepsister from Planet Weird. Oh, yeah, there we go. That's yeah. just the same movie that we pitched, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah. they already did it. Dang it. <laughs> no ideas new. No, but we we had some lore because mm-hmm. we were doing Rick Moranis years and later. Ray. Like, like he's he's Luke Skywalker on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's jaded old Rick Moranis many years later, having lived and learned <laughs> and been abandoned. It's like one of those sad. Like it starts with like the sad divorced dad looking at the photo of his kids. Like all torn I know Rick Moranis doesn't act anymore, but they should have gotten him as a cameo in an Ant-Man movie. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. I guess it's not too late. Surely they can make one more Ant-Man movie. That's a controversial take there, Tyler. Someone said the, something three was too many. Well, well, the problem was three didn't know it was what it was doing. Like if they had a return to form Ant-Man movie. I think people like Ant-Man. Yeah, I think, I mean, this isn't an Ant-Man podcast, but I think essentially they uh, took a movie that was, or they took, a, they took a series that was mostly just a fun little Paul Rudd comedy. And they were like, and actually we're just going to essentially make this a world build, like two hours of world building introduction. That doesn't actually introduce anything. It's. It was like they were like, you know what? We should just make another Doctor Strange movie, but do it with Ant Man. 
because it's the multiverse. Everything's got to be the multiverse. Were we doing crossovers in this podcast before the multiverse blew up? I, I think we know. were probably doing it around the same time as probably, yeah. multiverse stuff started. Because we started this in two season in the second movie. Second mm-hmm. movie. So, but what was that like? Late twenty twenty one. I don't remember, Tyler. We've been I doing this for anything so ever, long. So we've been doing this for so long. <laughs> I should start making a wiki. <laughs> you do then that. You, you would be the ultimate fan. I would then. be the only one too. It'd be me and maybe Amanda editing the wiki. <laughs> um, no, you've got another friend, Tyler, that our fan art friend. Yeah, but yeah. she would not. Jane Jane has contributed to the to the amateur nerds fandom. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. but anyway, instead of sitting around congratulating ourselves for our three listeners, <laughs> well, it might only be two this week because Geo's here. <laughs> it's true. Geo's going to listen. It, if you're not regularly on a podcast, I do think it is fun to listen to yourself on a I podcast. I always listen to the first five minutes, and then I'm like, all right, I can't handle this anymore. <laughs> I think that I had one day where I was like really like stressed out or like in a bad mood, and I was like, you know what? I just want to listen to me. <laughs> I want to put on an episode of my podcast. That's I don't want to so my, funny. My brain, my brain can't think any new thoughts today (laughs) me stuff that i've already said (laughs) i used so when i didn't edit i used to listen to every episode yeah and then i started editing and i found i find myself editing sometimes and i'll be like oh it'd be funny if i said that and then i say that and i'm like yo at least i had the good line (laughs) it's good when like a week or so has gone by between recording and editing and Mm -hmm. like yeah right okay yeah Usually it's like a day. I have that sometimes with other podcasts when I like I think to make a joke and then they make that joke. It happened best with our friend friend of the show Andy Latai on his podcast Ship of Fools because I could literally text him be like, "You said the exact joke that I was gonna say." <laughs> oh, Ship of Fools has ended. For anybody listening, go back and listen to the finale. I was trying to remember which episodes Geo did for season for this last season because I. I, I thought they were the cheeseburger minutes, but that was definitely Andy that had asked yeah, for those. No. So I did. Um, <laughs> you did bet on it, didn't you? I did you? bet on it, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about doing the analogous song for this mm-hmm. one, but I decided against it. Um, I think that's a good decision. Yeah. Geo, do you have anything to plug? Listen to this podcast. It's great. <laughs> it's so funny. Every week, every episode. Every episode, yeah. And like, if you're one of the listeners, maybe just, you know, download it four to five times. Like, (laughs) (laughs) tell a friend. Yeah. If you like it, maybe you know someone that will like it. Telling a friend is the best way to get new podcast listeners. Thank you, Gio, for joining us and for plugging us. Thank you. Mm -hmm. We'll continue to plug ourselves by saying our social media handles on Instagram at Amateur Nerds. On Tumblr at Wildcat Minute. Our email address is AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know your favorite time of day to eat brownies. Breakfast. <laughs> I used to do that so much when I made brownies all the time. I'd be like, oh, breakfast. I mean, it can't, it's no worse than cereal, I guess. No. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on Instagram. 
And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I have been Contra. I've been Tyler. I've been Geo. And we'll see you next time to find out if Chad promposes successfully, you can bet on it.